welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, holistic wellness coach, yoga and meditation teacher, personal trainer, and overall well-being enthusiast. I believe that we have been led off the wellness path in our modern way of living, and it's time that we get back to basics, back to our roots, back on our way to wellness. I take a balanced and wholesome approach when it comes to wellness, knowing that every action, every interaction, every environment and every breath that we take has an impact on our state of well-being. This podcast will debunk all of the myths that we have been sold about what it takes to be well. Humans are complex beings, but being well does not have to be complex. Each week, we will explore a piece of the holistic wellness puzzle where myself and special guests will share our insights that we have learned along our way to wellness to support you to live a well, happy and vibrant life. Join me on the way to wellness. Hello and welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, and in today's episode, we are joined by Dr. Lee Smith. Lee has studied Chinese medicine and health from several teachers and has been influenced in natural medicine and qigong from an early age. His gentle nature and devotion to the internal arts allows him to guide through difficult cases with personal experience, providing a treatment and sound advice that will lead you on the right track to recovery. Starting massage at home in his teen years, he began his professional training at the Sunshine Coast with a two-year advanced diploma of shiatsu massage and acupuncture, which led to the discovery of his talents and calling in life. Continuing on to Melbourne, he dived deeper into his Chinese medicine, completing a four-year Bachelor of Health Science in Chinese medicine and herbal medicine. And in addition to this, he has undergone rigorous training in Qigong. Lee has so much wisdom and knowledge around what it takes to be well and happy. And I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Let's dive in. Dr. Lee Smith, welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. Thanks. And I just wanted to start the conversation by you introducing yourself to us and, and just giving us a little bit of knowledge around your background, where your interest in natural therapies came to fruition, and I guess kind of the background and the journey that you took to arrive where you are today. Great. So, yeah, I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine. So I do acupuncture, health medicine, uh, qigong cupping and uh, moxibustion therapy, as well as massage. What got me interested in Chinese medicine was probably from a young age, like my mum was very open to spiritual things. But yeah, as I got older, I was always interested in Asian culture. And then by the time I was 12, like I started doing breakdancing classes with uh, Adam and he was doing acupuncture and massage and qigong and yoga. And yeah, I just thought that was really amazing. And when I was 15, I thought, oh, I want to leave school and just do like massage as like a profession. Um, but we we really couldn't do that because they didn't have like an apprenticeship style thing for that. 
in Australia. And then when I finished high school, I just went straight to the Sunshine Coast to learn Shiatsu and acupuncture for two years full-time and then went to Melbourne four years full-time to learn herbalism and more acupuncture and Western medicine. And then I also started learning more Qigong um, with a Chinese master in McKinnon in Melbourne. Um, so I think just what interested me, me the most about Chinese medicine is it explains why things happen. Um, when people get headaches or insomnia, often the cause can be a bit idiopathic. In Western medicine, it's like we don't know why it's happening or there's not much differential diagnosis. But with Chinese medicine, there's a lot of lifestyle factors and contributing factors that they've already mapped out for us to identify and see how diseases progress and then how they'll develop in the future. So it kind of gives you a big understanding in why things are happening. And that really just suits my kind of brain because I like to figure out why why things are happening and what it means. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got interested into all this. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love that you had that knowledge well, that feeling at such a young age of of the path that you were meant to walk on and in terms of the work that you wanted to do. So I love that. And mm. that leads us beautifully into the next question. From my understanding of, you know, most natural therapies do come from that place of trying to find what the root cause of the issue or the health concern is rather than trying to mask the symptoms. So I wanted to get you to kind of explain, and I know it's a very broad topic to try and cover in one podcast episode but for anyone who maybe isn't familiar or maybe who is new to acupuncture and Chinese medicine could you just give us a little bit of an overview of what these modalities are and how they work yeah okay so Chinese medicine is about bringing the body back into balance and harmony um to find like what balance and harmony is, is you need to understand what normal is because a lot of people believe there's no such thing as normal, but as you see in nature, everything's repeating in cycles, just like the sun and the moon come up and down and they have their time lengths. Um, we, our body needs to follow these similar rules. And when we're following these similar rules, we're in balance and harmony, but a lot of people are so uh, taken away from their natural harmonies that they don't know what normal is. So, you know, we're trying to get people to sleep like regularly with the solar and lunar cycles so that their body can regenerate. Uh, you can see that like melatonin is one of the most powerful antioxidants and you know, like healing compounds that you get when you're sleeping. So just, you know, a lot of people have sleep issues or aren't sleeping properly or using screens at night time that block their melatonin production um, so when we optimize the body's ability to, to do its normal function and live in its normal cycle it usually has the strength to start healing and to start repairing any damaged uh, organs or tissues or start to repair and reverse the disease process um, so it's all about bringing the body into the right environment giving it the right resources 
so that it can start to do the job that it's meant to be doing. Um, and we use different tools such as acupuncture to kind of re-message the body and tell it what it needs to do. Um, so with acupuncture, there's the 12 channels. Each channel is for an organ and along that channel provides a different message. So on the shin, there's like the stomach channel and it goes like from the stomach all the way down to the second toe. And one of the points on the channel is good for like increasing digestive function. And now Western medicine shows that if you needle this point, it increases the uh, production of enzymes and uh, improves digestion. So it's not something that's like witchcraft or something that's, you know, you got to believe it for it to happen. But it's more like a signaling method, like the acupuncture is putting signals and saying, this is what you need to do, this is where you need to look, and this is the function that we need to do. Um, sometimes, like, those signals aren't firing enough, so it, it's just not happening at the rate. Or sometimes the body's just stuck in a, in a certain nervous system state and we want to kind of redirect it to another path. And that's how acupuncture is working. Then we have herbal medicine. Um, herbal medicine, I like to say that like acupuncture is like the floor plan for building the house. And then the herbal medicine is like the uh, building blocks, like the raw materials, um, like the wood and the cement and things. And you need a combination of those two. You need the plan of like what you want to do and where you, where you need it to go. And then you need the raw materials to actually make it happen. Herbs do provide signals as well for the body to do certain actions, but if you're just looking at them, comparing them to each other, acupuncture is more signals and uh, herbs are more raw building materials. So we have acupuncture and herbalism. Then we have diet and lifestyle. Uh, diet is going to be like a weaker version of using herbal medicine. Um, it's more long-term, but you know, it's understanding like what works for the body and eating accordingly because if you're eating wrong and you're taking the herbs most of the time, you're not going to get better um, or it's going to be a really long time. So normally the acupuncture and the herbs are going to be boosting that speed in which you, you recover. Um, lifestyle as well is very important. You need to regulate the emotions. You need to regulate sleep. Uh, need to regulate stress and mental beliefs. Um, their emotions are so powerful that, you know, people kind of accept it but don't really recognise it or give it as much attention as it really deserves that people can, you know, have heart attacks or strokes just from emotions alone and that's just a very powerful thing, you know, that can kill you just from your thoughts and, and feelings in a moment. So, you know, there's a lot of time to really focus on low-grade emotions that might be sitting in the background and how they affect your health. So we've done the acupuncture and the herbal diet and lifestyle. Then we have uh, moxibustion, and that's a similar therapy to acupuncture by burning mugwort. Uh, it's normally rolled in like a cigar or sometimes it's rolled into like a little pyramid and put over the acupuncture points. And that's like a form of infrared therapy, um, but they're also providing... Uh, certain compounds within the smoke of the mugwort that helps uh, mast cells which break down damaged tissue and also encourage blood flow 
to the areas for like joint recovery and also increases the cellular uh, rate of reaction, meaning that the cells actually work a little bit quicker and more efficiently. And then the last one is like Qigong, and that's kind of like changing the fundamental uh, way that the body reacts. So we're kind of like instilling certain qualities within the body um, and developing the, the body and the mind. It's, um, it's like the Chinese system of yoga, not in the sense of yoga asana, but more as in the whole yoga philosophy. So Qigong has also got its own philosophy within like Taoism and Buddhism and Confucianism. And so it's about, you know, developing certain mental qualities as well as physical, physical qualities that then bring us more in harmony within ourselves and the environment. And they're the fundamental tools for Chinese medicine. I absolutely loved all of that, Lee. You broke it down so, I mean, it's so much more complex than, than that. But just for us that are not familiar or don't work in the field of Chinese medicine, you broke it down really relatably. So thank you so much. And I loved how you emphasise the fact that the body has it, the capability to heal itself. I mean, sometimes it needs assistance, like you said. Just using that particular point on the stomach meridian might help with you know whatever your concern is as an example so i loved all of those points yeah. and and also just the fact that you can't expect to do just one thing and be well like it needs to be such a holistic approach it needs to be physical emotional spiritual all of it to for it to work because if you're just trying to come from you know a physical perspective and then you're not managing your emotions or your mindset then it's likely that it's not going to work so I really love that you touched on that as well yeah absolutely and I think like if you can put it to you know another perspective it would be you know everything has to be in balance like if you're trying to grow a plant if you if you just don't have enough water you might have the right soil you might have the right sunlight you might have the right positioning um, and the right seed and the right time of the year but if you just don't have enough water the plant's not going to grow or if you're just missing one certain nutrient the plant also isn't going to grow so everything really needs to be in harmony for life to happen yes that's a very good analogy thank you for sharing that i just wanted to ask you out of curiosity if you had um maybe one or maybe a few common issues or health concerns that you see in your patients when they come to see you like is there I know everyone's so individual but is there a common theme or a common thread that you see amongst your patients when they come to see you uh I'm I see all all kinds of people I'm more treating like a lot of patients now that are you know a bit more difficult or like you know, kind of outside the normal stream of things that are people a bit lost, they normally come to me. Um, but I'd say, you know, there's a group of people that really don't know how to regulate their stress and they just can't switch off their nervous system. So they're always in the fight and flight response and that really uh, like taxes their adrenals and their digestive function because when you're in the fight and flight, you're not going to be really releasing your stomach acids or your digestive enzymes and then you're also not going to really be detoxifying so i find myself explaining that quite a lot lately that you know 
when you're in the fight and flight response, uh, if a tiger's like chasing you, you know, you're not going to stop and clean the dishes or cook a meal. And that's pretty much the same thing that's happening within our body. You're not going to, you're not going to digest anything when you're in that fight and fight response. And you're definitely not going to uh, like detoxify, which is like that analogy of like cleaning the dishes. So that's one big factor, especially now people are so busy um, just with life, trying to like run a business or, you know, work and, family and things like that um it's definitely a fast-paced life yeah that's something i talk about all the time too in my work is just trying to find even if it's just a pocket of stillness in your day you know whatever's available to you to to try and bring those stress levels down and just to come into some kind of stillness and self-awareness so that's really important as well yeah absolutely i just wanted to ask you you mentioned before um trying to I guess cultivating balance in the in the physical and energetic body is a really big pillar in terms of the work that you do have you got any other main pillars or contributing factors that you would suggest to your patients to cultivate really good balanced well-being and health um other pillars so yeah like diet lifestyle like organizing like routine like being able to plan like for their food and for their sleep schedules. Like I think planning is a big thing that people struggle with. Um, yeah, just doing like the mental, emotional work through like Qigong and meditation and even like journaling or uh, breath work is really good too. Um, did that cover the question or did I? Yeah, and actually while we're on that topic, I wanted to ask you what your personal routines and rituals were so those ones that you mentioned were they are they the ones that you incorporate into your personal routine yeah yeah I find myself going through different cycles in my training you know for maybe four or five years I was doing qigong like twice a day maybe an hour each time and now I'm more just going back to like strength training and I think it's just you really got to understand where you are at your life and what your body is needing. Sometimes people spend a lot of time focusing on, you know, going to the gym and working out or getting strong or even just doing a lot of like asana practice. And then you really need to maybe just spending more time doing meditation or um, breath work or, you know, just observing the mind and there's some people that have already quite mentally active and they actually need to spend more time being more physical um just to kind of bring that balance so yeah for me like definitely did a lot of qigong and now more doing strength just to like build up my physical body more and then i'll probably go back to somewhere in between those two yeah, I love that you touched on that because as is everything in life, everything ebbs and flows. And I think that's so important for us to take the opportunity just to cultivate the stillness and the self-awareness. And then from that place, we can really tune in and see what our body needs in each moment. So that was really good advice there. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so moving on, if 
someone is brand new to TCM or acupuncture, perhaps they're a little bit sceptical, they haven't tried it before, but they're curious and they're not sure if it's right for them, would you have any advice for anyone in that position? I would say definitely give it a go. Um, But the most important thing is to find someone that you work well with because there, there are always good and bad practitioners within every field, like Western medicine, naturopaths, Chinese medicine, doctors. Um, so you need to go and you need to find someone that you find a connection with. You know, you might be able to go one treatment with any of those modalities and say, oh, like that's not for me, but really it could just be the person that you worked with. Um, so, yeah, Chinese medicine, it helps it's helped me it's helped a lot of my patients and i think it's definitely worth worth your time to um you know learn how to live in balance because it not only makes you feel good but it prevents you from having a lot of diseases in the future yeah absolutely and i'd encourage anyone to give it a go if you're curious or you think after lee shares all his wisdom with us today you think it could benefit benefit you I I would definitely encourage you to do it as well so I wanted to shift gears a little bit I know one of your interests includes foraging and I have the feeling that it might be a little bit of a foreign concept to some of our listeners so I just wanted to ask you how you became interested in foraging and if you had any tips or resources that you could share with us um, if anyone is interested in learning more yeah okay um yeah foraging i think once learning herbalism and chinese medicine it's very much based on like living seasonally and definitely like understanding herbal medicine you know we're working with like mushrooms and barks and uh saps and resins and different roots and leaves and flowers and when you can when you start to forage you kind of learn the environments in which the plants live and you kind of learn their characteristics and often their characteristics actually reflect their medicinal use. Um, So a lot of the plants that grow in swamps are really good for like edema. Um, A lot of the plants uh, during like summer and things are good for like, uh, like rehydrating the body, like when all, like when it's really hot and sweaty, people losing their electrolytes normally the summer fruit are like perfect for rehydrating our body so each season kind of it gives us a a way to live and a way to adapt to that environment and it's often seen in that environment and due to like our industrial nature it's like we can really eat foods all the all the way through the year and we don't really have those cycles anymore And that can cause a lot of imbalances for some people. But I think for me, it was just really get back to the roots of like how how this kind of planet functions and how we exist within it and observing the natural rhythms. And, you know, like down here in Victoria, it's like we only have, you know, certain fruits available through the year if you're looking at seasonally and not importing and, you know, it kind of, it doesn't make sense to be, you know, eating mangoes in like August or something here when they're like, you know, not even ripe up there and it's definitely freezing. So 
that does cause like a lot of acne for people down here um, and even up there as well, if that makes sense. Yes, I loved that you brought that up because I think it's so important and I think it. I think there are a lot of us who are probably disconnected a little bit from seasonal eating and so that was just a good reiteration for us to really try and buy local organic food that's in season because that's going to ultimately be the most supportive for us in that period of time. So that was really good that you brought that up, Lee. Yeah, and I think oh, like another thing about foraging or like understanding wild foods is a lot of our plants have been cultivated um, to be more tasty or a bit less harsh so when you start to explore like foraging and wild foods you you kind of learn that you know a lot of the fruits have like thicker skins and bigger seeds um, while the cultivated varieties will have like thinner skins and less seeds and maybe are more sweet and bigger um, but one one example I read recently was that the the wild blueberries have maybe five times the amount of antioxidants than a normal blueberry so if you were to get like the same antioxidant ratio you'd have to have like five cups of you know normal blueberries versus one cup of like wild blueberries so it's yeah just really interesting to see how sometimes we you know we think we're getting more by changing something but there's always a consequence to every action that we do yes absolutely yeah for sure as we start to wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask you, and this is a, probably a big question, but I wanted to know what the greatest lesson is that you've learned. Uh, the greatest lesson that I've learned is that we kind of live in two realities. There's one reality, which is like our physical reality, and one is our mental reality. And People can get caught up in the physical reality and not really observe the mental reality, and sometimes it can be the other way around. Um, you kind of need to get a balance between the both. And by physical reality, you know, we our body does have physical needs, and sometimes people neglect these. Like we do need adequate sleep and nutrition, otherwise, you know, our body is not going to produce the right neurotransmitters and we're not going to be able to think clearly or or regulate ourselves as well um but also that like our mental reality is sometimes we have enough but we keep creating issues that aren't really there um and often you know once we have our core needs of like food shelter um and like connection with ourselves and the environment we, we generally have enough, but often we create a lot of our own distress and suffering and just learning to navigate our own minds is something that has been a big lesson for me. And I see like with my patients that I, I like a common example is, you know, if someone's had a bad relationship or a breakup, you know, that person could have been cheated on three months ago, but it was only until like the present time when they figured out that they were cheated on is when they became upset. And so 
even though it happened three months ago, it's only the thought that they thought that they were cheated on and that they are unworthy and how they started to view themselves due to that reaction is what's causing their pain because it wasn't really the situation that happened because it already happened a long time ago and they were existing fine while that was happening. And another example is if you get a speeding fine, it's like you probably got the speeding fine two weeks ago, but it's only until you read the mail and you thought what happened to the speeding fine that you start to feel bad. Um, so, yeah, it's like regulating regulating your mind to understand that, you know, there are going to be bad things happening, but often it's our reaction to those things. And even with patients that have lost, like, important members to them, often the griefing process is to do not really about the person. They're not really suffering about the person because they died, but they're suffering because they feel like they lost they lost them. It's about what they've lost or what they haven't done in that relationship or what they've forgotten. It's about like the grief and the loss and the suffering of someone is not really to do with the person that has disappeared, but what they have felt about that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's so... It's so complex and it's so individual for all of us because we all process things through the mind so differently and just, I guess, yeah, just, I guess, to be patient and kind and compassionate with yourself and give yourself the opportunity to to be with your mind and to be with your emotions. And, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they do eventually catch up and sometimes they can manifest or always pretty much manifest in the physical body if we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to do that. So that's really, really important. Yeah, totally. If you could leave us with one tip that you would recommend to improve our well-being, what would it be? It would be to listen. Just listen to your body, listen to your mind, but do it diligently. A lot of, like, the information of what you need to do. Most of the time it's there. Normally when you're seeing a practitioner or anyone, they're kind of just reminding you of what you already know, what you need to do. Maybe they'll give you some, like, a little bit of advice or, like, a little bit of, like, like food or herbs or supplements or some technique to guide you back to yourself. But I think a lot of people know what they have to do but it's just that ability to listen and be able to sit in that discomfort and look at the the difficult things that are happening in their life and just keep being able to look at it even though it's hard until you find a solution and make that change. Um, so it's just definitely like keep listening and being aware of how you feel when you when you eat or when you talk to people or when you sleep and how how you feel when you think and um yeah you just keep listening you'll 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 be on the right track to to being a better version of yourself and a more complete version of yourself yeah that's so beautiful lee this has been so amazing is there are there any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share that we haven't yet covered uh i think that's 
I think that's a lot at the moment. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to think about that we've talked about and I think I'll just leave it as that. Perfect. So if anyone is keen to work with you or learn more about you and what it is that you do, how can we stay connected with you? Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more, I have like an Instagram, Lee uh, at Lee Natural Soul. Uh, you can also find me on my website at uh, Natural Soul TCM. Um, I do online consults and uh, do herbal prescriptions online. Um, and if you're in Victoria or Mornington, um, yeah, I'm doing like house calls and treatments with acupuncture and massage. But yeah, I work with a lot of people online, especially over the pandemic um, and getting good results. So yeah, if anything resonates with you, um, come check it out. Perfect, Lee. Thank you so much for your time today and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll chat to you again soon. Great. Thanks, Beck. Yeah, great day too. And that's it for another episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. I hope you got so much out of this episode. And as I mentioned in the intro, Lee really does have so much knowledge about how to be well, how to be happy, how to cultivate balance in your life. And I really, really encourage you, if you're not connected with Lee already, to jump onto his Instagram page, which is Lee underscore Smith underscore natural underscore soul. And his Instagram page is full of so much wisdom and so much knowledge and you'll learn a lot about natural wellness there. So definitely go and check that out. You can also work with Lee both online and in person. So you can check out his offerings at his website, which is naturalsoultcm.com. I'll link to those in the show notes as well. As always, if you loved this episode, please let us know by sharing a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tagging us or leaving us a rating or review. It really helps out the podcast. And until next time, take really good care of yourself and I'll talk to you all again soon.